It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. I was watching the news yesterday afternoon as the doll was uh, gathering for the first... Was it the first day of a new term? I, I, I mentioned it here yesterday morning and... Um, then completely forgot about it again. But I have been going to Leinster House as a reporter for forever, for years, absolutely for years. And the one thing that you'll always find outside Leinster House is a protest or two. It could be about anything. It could be about housing, it could be about health, it could be about people looking for planning permission. for something. It could be anything. It could be about children's health, it could be about... You know, waiting lists. I've seen hundreds of them over the years. Hundreds and hundreds of them. Never in my life did I see or experience anything along these lines. Now that kind of noise I never heard in in all my years going to Leinster House and I went up to some very big protests over the years. That scrum, that very nasty scrum was gathered around a Cork TD, Donica O'Leara of Sinn Féin. I spoke to Donica this morning before we came on air. Look, I suppose the first thing I'd say is that I respect the right to, to protest. I think it's very important, and I think it's very important for people to be able to protest at the time. Um, I have no issue with that whatsoever. Um, now, I suppose where it comes to stopping people going into the dial, stopping people going about doing their work, um, I and you know there was a bottle thrown in the direction of Michael Healy Ray. Like I think that's different. Um, you know, look, I was returning from a meeting in Buswell's Hotel with Conor Naguelga discussing a variety of things around the promotion of the language. Um, trying to get back in uh, was prevented in doing so. Look, um, as far as I'm concerned, I, you know, I'm very proud to be elected by the people of Cork to go up and represent them. Uh, and, you know, I, uh, I won't be deterred by these people or anyone else in doing that. And it's my intention to, you know, to, to continue uh, to do that to the best of my abilities. Uh, and I'll not be prevented by these people in doing so. You know, absolutely, there's a right to protest. But I think clearly democracy needs to continue. And uh, that needs to be that needs to be allowed. I watched a video of you surrounded well done on keeping your composure and your dignity were you afraid at any point 
No, no, I wasn't. And look, I want to commend the Gardaí for their professionalism. Uh, but no, no, I wasn't at any stage. And as I say, people have a right to protest and that. I think these people, you know, are entitled to their opinion, but I think they would have to reflect on the fact that they probably let themselves down, really, with the way that they carried on. Like, I don't think that they did their cause or, or their particular issues. I don't think they did them any favours by any manner or means now with their with their conduct. It's a while since I was there, but I was a frequent visitor to Leinster House in my reporting years, and I saw many a protest. I never saw anything get quite like this, Donica. Is it unprecedented in your time there? Look, I mean, I have to say, you know, because I know there'll be people listening in and I know that people are frustrated with different things around the country and they might be frustrated with my party, they might be frustrated with the government parties. There are protests outside Leinster House almost every day, not every day, but almost every day. And in almost all instances, um, they do their protest, they do so respectfully, sometimes loudly, sometimes with chanting and shouting and music and all that kind of stuff. That is absolutely 100%. And I think that that needs to be protected, actually. Um, I think it's important that people have the right to bring their their case and their cause to the gates of Leinster House, and I support that completely. And something I've also observed, Donica, I'm sure you have too, is that if someone like yourself comes out to talk to a protester, you can have a conversation with them. They're in the street. It might get heated, but it certainly never gets that angry. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's it, exactly. And, like, to be honest, like, you know, I am all for having a discussion with people who have a difference of opinion. Like, I'm not sure that the people there were in the humour for a discussion, really. Like, you know, to have even a heated debate, I'm not even sure you could call it that. Like, I mean, but look, they'll have to reflect on that themselves. I have a lot of respect for the Gardaí that had to handle this and and the Oireachta staff who had to handle this as well. The right to protest is very important, Mm -hmm. but like... There needs to be respect for the fact that there is important work goes on and uh, look, I'm, the, I'm sent there by the people of this city and I'm going to keep on doing that and I won't be put off by this by any manner uh-huh. or means. Somebody was tweeted, we still use that word even if it's X these days, but somebody tweeted, are we just a split second away from our first Joe Cox in this country? Look, I mean, I... I Look, I mean, I hope not. I hope not. Like, I mean, I have to say we have a political system that is much closer to communities, Mm. I think, than a lot of other countries, just partially by virtue of the electoral system that we have, partly by virtue just of the country that we are. You know, politicians of all stripes live in our communities and circulate in our communities. And I think, you know... People are very used to seeing their local councillors and their local TDs in the shops and mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. around the parks and whatever in their local community. So I, I think that there's a very close connection between constituents and TDs. So look, I mean, I would I would hope that that isn't the case. I would hope that isn't the case. But look, look, you can never take anything for granted. Um, uh, like I think it like there are like I mean among the people protesting today are people who you know, are probably very frustrated the direction of the country. Are there people there who are um, maybe have a more sinister agenda or from the far right? Um, I think that is very possibly the case. There are other people there that maybe are just frustrated and angry and don't know how to channel that in a constructive way. Um, but, um, but look, I would hope that, you know, the Irish people, I think they, they there is a very close relationship there. Um, and uh, look, I hope that nothing like that would ever happen.
Donica, thanks for taking my call. Thanks, Peter. Speaking to me before we came on air, that's uh, Donica O'Leary, Sinn Féin TD for Cork South Central. I made reference there to Joe Cox. If you don't know who Joe Cox is, you mightn't. She was a British MP, member of the Labour Party, and on the 16th of June 2016, she was shot and stabbed in a place called Burstall in Yorkshire. A man called Thomas Alexander Mayer was later found guilty of her murder. Uh, and other offences, it was considered to be an act of uh, terrorism. We have very public access to our TDs in this country, probably more public availability of our uh, dollar parliament representatives as anybody else in the world. Um, yesterday, 13 people were arrested outside a Leinster house um, in Molesworth Street, in Kildare Street, in Merrion Street. There was about 200 demonstrators on Molesworth Street, placards uh, depicting politicians uh, as traitors or globalists were held up by the crowd. The, the, the upsetting part, I think, uh, certainly if you're walking into your place of work and see a makeshift gallows with your photograph on it, that's beyond the remit of peaceful or decent Protest now, uh, David Hall. You you were there to visit somebody in in Dolaren. This is David from the Irish Mortgage Holders Organisation. What did you experience? Good morning to you. Good morning, PJ. Yeah, I was in to meet the Minister of Housing at a meeting with the Minister at half four, and obviously there was this intense security around Leinster House, and um, I passed by a number of protesters on the way, and I passed a part of Merrion Square because there was no access around um, Kildare Street, and accessed uh, the building for the main part of, main entrance, uh, had a meeting with the Minister, a good constructive robust meeting with the Minister and um, then inside there was a lot of conversation around staff not being able to get out and staff having to go different exits and uh, a variety of challenges uh, for them to access. Um, it was just quite bizarre to listen to what was going on and, and this is our main parliament and staff and members, elected members of uh, parliament not being able to go about the normal business and access the, the buildings. Uh, I went out then through Kildare Street and walked up around to where my car was parked in Merrion Square and a number of people approached me thinking I was a a TD or a senator or a member of staff from the uh, from Leinster House just at the junction in the corner of Bagot Street onto Merrion Square and um, two Gardaí approached and walked me from there past them to my car. Like the 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 anger, the the vile language was being used, the intense abuse that was being levied. I walked past the gallows, as you said, and saw many politicians from all parties, from all parties. It's very important to, to remember this was not a government protest. This was not about government. This was not about government TDs or leaders of government parties. All political parties were represented on the gallows uh, where there was a clear intent to set fire to this um, outside uh, Leinster House where there was um, a a sort of dummy being hung from the gallows outside the uh, Merrion Square entrance to Leinster House, which then was blocked by all of the protesters, uh, impeding any access or any uh, departure of TDs and staff um, at around five or quarter past five. Mm. You'd be a frequent visitor to the Dáil, uh, David, to, to talk to the Housing Minister and others. Have you ever seen anything like that before? No, and I, I, by the way, I'd have also been outside protesting. I've been both. I forgot that. I forgot that. I'd be on both sides of the fence of 
multiple uh, opportunities to protest uh, outside Leinster House on housing matters and on, on vulture funds and IBRC and NAM and banks over the years and, and have actively engaged and continue to engage in protests where appropriate. I do not, however, approach male or female member of the Oireachtas and the staff and terrorise them. I do not threaten them. I do not shout vile, irrelevant utterances to them, causing deep upset and grave disquiet to the public of all ages. There's many children coming back from after school, being walked past by their parents and, and minders at the same time, listening to profanities, obscene profanities, incoherent obscene profanities being levied to people, including people just passing by, uh, and the Gardaí. The Gardaí were, were um, put under immense pressure and stress uh, and, 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 and verbally um, abused by the protesters when they went to move them away from the gates is where the arrests took place to allow staff leave uh, the the uh, like we cannot have a situation I, I'm first in line to protest as I said, mm-hmm. outside auction houses outside hotels where auctions were taking place for repossessed properties I've been there I've done that I've worn yeah. the t-shirt but I'll do it respectfully I'll get the message across as will many other people who protest protest is an integral part of society it is something people don't like it is people politicians don't like but that's tough this is and something many politicians to be fair will welcome there's a line that was crossed yesterday there's a line that's being crossed that's unsafe uh, for many people. And I think safety and people's safety now is the issue. Watching Michael Healy Ray being escorted down the road was an absolute disgrace. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping to speak to Michael uh, shortly. I know he's on air in his native Kerry at the moment. And as soon as they're finished with him, I'll, I'll be having a, a chat with him. I thought he carried himself, and I will say this to him, on the, I thought he carried himself with extraordinary dignity. He carried himself with extraordinary dignity, and 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 I, I don't know Michael, but to see Michael there yesterday was a very very upsetting thing for anyone to see as a member of the public or a citizen, irrespective of your political affiliations of any um, uh, constituency in the country. To see an elected member, elected member of parliament, or any human being, mm-hmm. not an elected member of parliament. I don't care about elected member of parliament differential to, to anything else. That's the con- conduction of our democracy. They're elected members of parliament. But to any human being, male or female, having to be subjected to that environment and that in volatile situation um, outside our parliament and for anyone passing by, this was very disturbing for many people, including tourists and everybody else who was there. But to have the houses of the Oireachtas effectively locked down for a couple of hundred people um, who are who are not just not protesting. That's the point. They were not protesting. They were there to disturb and disrupt and have us talking about this this morning for no real difference and no real gain because I don't know what they're at this morning. Mm, mm. Um, it, it, it was d- desperately upsetting to watch. And as I said, I would have been a frequent visitor. I would have seen many a protest outside Leinster House. I possibly even came across one of your own, now that I think back on it, David, over the years. But I never saw that level. And one thing I would have said to Dunica is many's the protester who I have seen engage with whatever TD they were looking for or an opposition TD that came out to meet them. They had a good conversation. It might be a lively conversation. They might not necessarily agree, but they had their conversation. There didn't seem to be any mood there yesterday for conversation of any kind. No, there's no conversation. There's absolutely no way. You could not approach to have a conversation. You'd be ill-advised to approach to have a conversation. And um, as I say, it was just, you know, if it, and it was, you know, it was one, of the, one of the days that I saw a number of ministers and a number of people around, and indeed one minister um, walking on their own and sort of saying, like, this is the day 
You don't do that. This is the day you ensure your security staff are available and around for you. That's never happened before, PJ. You never had to be concerned about people protesting, no matter what they were protesting about. As you say, and any protest I've ever been at, all of the rest of TDs, even government TDs, will respectfully approach where they may agree or disagree. They will hear you and they will approach and they can do so safely in the full knowledge that they're doing so in a respectful, meaningful way where those that are protesting have deeply held views that has brought them outside the Houses of Parliament to protest against something. Not people who don't really care what you've got to say and don't even want to listen to what you've got to say because they believe you are the devil and everyone else around you is the devil and anyone going in and out of the building is the devil and therefore all of the utterances they give were abusive utterances and one to unsettle and one to harm. One pushback uh, that has come this morning on social media in particular, David, is that this is to be taken as a sign that so many people in this country are on their knees. Agree or disagree? Many people on their knees, I deal with people on their knees every single day. I deal with people through the housing uh, charity that I run, I Care Housing and the Mortgage Holders Organisation, and indeed, uh, you know, have done for the last 25 years, dealt with people who have been on their knees and under pressure and difficulty. People under pressure on their knees do not come to the Parliament and threaten elected representatives and their staff. David. They certain, most certainly show disdain and dissatisfaction and they have a democracy available to do that to the ballot box. That's where you do it. You don't bring violence to the parliament and threaten uh, men and women who are going about their daily business. That's not what you do. David, thank you very much. David Hall of the Irish Mortgage Holders Organisation who was at Leinster House yesterday for a meeting with the Minister for Housing. They thought he was a politician. Believe it or not. They thought he was a politician. So they round surrounded him, which I don't speak for David here, but give you some idea how much they actually know about who is a politician and who isn't. Uh, news breaking this morning, politicians are to get a grant of €5,000 each to step up security at their offices. Uh, also hearing that step security will be stepped up nationwide, not just at the Doyle. Well, you see, if this crowd can get you or go for you in your office, in your place of work like the Doyle, this crowd will think nothing about following you to your home. That's what would worry me. It's already happened to a few people. 0818 96 96 96. Councillor McNugent has a picture which he sent to us from the Doyle, and he said maybe ask John O'Donovan for his thoughts on it the next time he's on. There's a large poster with a lot of different faces on it. I can make out some of them. I can't make out... Others, I, I can't speak for John O'Donovan. I know John O'Donovan for a very long time. John um, has taken part in countless protests. Um, I, I would love John's. Um, I would love John's take on what happened yesterday. I'm glad to know he's looking to talk to us, which is great. If you want to get your uh, tuppence worth in on what happened yesterday outside the Doyle, uh, we'll open a place for you, 0818-969696. Phones are very busy. If you were a first-time caller, if you've never spoken to me on the programme before, we'll jump you straight to the top of the queue. Thomas says, we put people into representatives, that's true, but where were these people? They were in the United States. Uh, these outside the Doyle are angry at our lack of representation. How dare you call them scum? They're people just like you and I. I didn't. I didn't call anybody scum. I didn't use that word. And if I did, by the way, I would retract it because that's not a word for me to use. I thought the behavior was appalling. Absolutely appalling. Uh, but scum isn't a word I would apply. I tend to do my argument in a slightly, I would hope, more gentlemanly fashion 
than that. Uh, PJs or any idea who these protesters were, says uh, Sinead. I don't, quite frankly. I knew a few faces and a few voices. Um, and if there's a few faces have become rather well known from attending libraries and not to borrow books. But other than that, I wouldn't be too sure. Stephen Teep, you were also in the doll yesterday for a meeting. And did you get caught up in it? Good morning. Good morning, PJ. Yes, um, I suppose just to explain why I was there yesterday was um, we were invited up to Leinster House yesterday by Deputy Alan Kelly to give a briefing um, from the 221 Plus support group. And we were doing our usual highlighting, keeping the focus on women's health and on the cervical check, debacle and so on. So this was a planned um, day for us um, in the diary now a couple of months. So, yeah, so up yesterday our meeting was due for three o'clock and got the train up from Cork as, as normal and made my way across. Um, got in around half twelve and was getting a taxi across and knew nothing about any protests or anything at all. And like you'd obviously something outside Leinster House, you know, small groups protesting and rightly so, you know, everybody's entitled to um, voice their opinion and look, I, for one, have certainly done it myself, you know, so um, I wouldn't begrudge anyone um, in a, who's protesting or highlighting issues in a peaceful way, for sure. So I was making my way over and the, the road leading up to Leinster House was closed off and mm. the taxi driver dropped me off to, 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 to walk the rest of the way, which was fine. And I just thought typical roadworks or something like that. And with the group I was meeting with were meeting in Boswell's Hotel which is directly across from Leinster House and any ordinary soaps like myself that are making their way to Leinster House for a meeting with politicians or whoever, this place is your a good meeting spot, you mm-hmm. know, because it's, it's literally right across the road, as you know. So as I hop out of the taxi and walking towards, I can hear uh, protesting and um, voices and shouting and so on, um, which is nothing, I suppose, unusual. Um, I had no idea who these guys were, but as you get closer then, you could see there's quite a big, large crowd there. And... Um, yeah, it was, it, it was, it was at that point, you know, like you knew it was slightly intimidating. I was slightly intimidated by it and that I was just keeping my head to the ground and just not getting involved and not, not, you know, just, just keeping to myself, reading some of the signs all right that, that people were doing. But, um, you know, you could hear some of the, the words being spoken or shouted and, you know, it wasn't that of a, a peaceful protest, shall mm-hmm. I say. So yeah. I make my way to Buswell's and the doors closed there because they've had to close the doors and you're knocking to get in and why are you here? And then you explain, so they let you in. Yeah. So anyway, uh, fast forward, then it's our time to walk across to Leinster House and we had to walk right through the middle of this group. And there's one guy shouting, um, giving a speech. And, um, you know, you're, you've, you literally had to muscle your way through the crowd. And there's massive barriers up at this point, stopping people from crossing the road over to Leinster House. And there, there was a huge guard of presence as well, but they were standoffish, you know, as in they were just present, but not getting involved. I think if they did get involved, it would probably have escalated. Mm-hmm. So I think maybe that was the right approach there. But anyway, we walked up to the guards saying, look, we have a meeting here in 20 minutes. Can we get in? And they said, no, you can't. Um, we've everything closed off here for people's safety. So there's no in or out at this site. Um, you'll have to walk all the way around Marion Square and um, try the back entrance. We believe that's still open. Yeah. Um, but keep your head down and don't tell anybody why you're here just for your own safety they go to us so which at this point we're talking about this is quite unusual been up here a number of times so we walk around anyway to the back entrances beyond the Taoiseach's office and where the National Gallery is and so on and we we go into Leinster House that way that was fine we sat down and we had our briefing with politicians in there and gave our give our our, our update 
and just having a quick chat um, with the politicians afterwards, you know, t- talking about the guys outside. And like they were saying, it, they said it's 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 actually quite bad because when they were walking in, they were getting bottles of urine thrown at them. Um, you could hear like, very clearly what was being shouted at them. And obviously I can't say that to you now yeah. on radio, but it wasn't pleasant and it wasn't it wasn't that of a protest or um, being political or anything. It was stuff being shouted was quite personable, you know, mm. um, insulting, um, you know, um, threatening, um, pro- provocative. You know, like it was really, it wasn't, it wasn't um, that that you would expect from a peaceful. Nasty, protest. I would have called so, it. Nasty, it really was nasty. But at this stage, no, it's about 10 to 4 and I'm, I've got a 5 o'clock train book. The plowing's on, as everybody knows. Trains are absolutely jammed. This was the last seat I think I managed to get home. So... I was like, well, I've got to get out of here quick and get into a taxi and make it to traffic to Houston. So I'm, I said, right, I'll go back to the back gate now that I was due to, that I came in from. I said, that surely was still open. It's only been 50 minutes or so since I walked through it. So anyway, I walked back out the back gate and as people are walking towards me from there saying, oh, you're not going to get out there. They've locked the place down. The gate's been shut. I was like, well, I have to get out, you know. And as I'm getting close to the gate, there's the, 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 the protesters were after splitting up and half of them were after moving or some of them were after moving to the back entrance. And there was a guy in a loudspeaker there and they're after closing the gates and you could hear them shouting more abuse at this entrance. And what I can only describe as a, a wild animal trying to break out of a cage was these guys trying to break down and shake the gate to get into Leinster House. Oh, it was it was like that so I'm walking up to the guys at the gate the people working there you know I have to feel sorry for them you know like they're not politicians or anything they're just staff of Leinster yeah. House yeah. and I'm like lads I'm not a politician I don't work here I'm just an ordinary Joe Soap could you just please let me out I've got a train to catch need to get back to Cork and they're like sorry can't do for your own safety you're stuck here I'm afraid there's nothing we can do we've locked the whole place down no one's yeah. in or out and I'm like Christ what am I going to do and they get out and I'll obviously think to myself, I need to get back home, right? So I start talking to this Garda and um, I was like telling her, look, is there any way you can sneak me out? There's plenty of entrances here. Is there a way we can go? Because I really got to get this train home. And she says, look, I'll help you out. We'll find somewhere. And um, so we tried the Taoiseach's area and a few other places in Leinster House. Got a lovely tour of Leinster House, which I hadn't had before. <laughs> and uh, she eventually was walking me towards back towards the front entrance, actually. And we were talking about the protests and she was telling me how she herself got hit in the head with a bottle also, you know? So it was, you know, which was very unfair on her because she's only there doing a job, yeah. trying to keep the peace. And now she's getting belted in the head. Yeah, with bottles of urine. Like, right? Mm. And like, she, like, this girl was young too, you know? Like, I don't think this was, this wasn't fair on anybody regardless of who they were. But like, you know, you're doing a job getting pelted like that. And here's she going out of her way now to help me out. I know I felt very sorry for her. And, um, but look, she 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 pointed me to the, to to a gate so I can go out and talk, give me directions to 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 basically escape from Leinster House, PJ, you know, uh, which 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 I uh, managed to get out thankfully, and um, up a street that was had been closed off and straight into taxi Houston. It wasn't until I was on the train then that I was looking on social media because I think at this point it was starting to be reported in the news, yeah. and um, you could see exactly how large it was like I knew it was nasty but I didn't think the scale of it like a massive escort of getting TDs and politicians out of the buildings and as we saw um, I don't know did you see last night but that video of um, Michael Healy Ray being escorted out yeah 
um, and the the abuse that he endured, where two guards uh, on either side of him, linked up in his arms, walking him through the mob just to get him out of uh, Leinster House. And um, Jesus, like words you'll never hear from me, PG, but I actually felt very sorry for him, you know. Um, I won't be repeating that too often, but I genuinely felt sorry for a guy just trying to do a job yeah. and the abuse that he was putting up with. The stuff they were calling him just didn't make sense. It was just nasty. I think it was obviously to get a rise, which he didn't bow down to. Um, but very vulgar. Um, a real mob-like group, for sure. Like, this wasn't protesting. I don't know what they were trying to achieve, but they certainly didn't do it. And I think all they managed to do is unite us all in in, in this country to say that this behaviour isn't acceptable uh, at all, you know. Mm. Stephen, leave it there. Thank you very much for that very graphic description of what it was like as a regular punter trying to get out of Leinster House uh, yesterday afternoon. 0818 96 96 96. Uh, as usual, all of your far left wing on your programme, and anyone doesn't agree with the far left or classed as far right, your programme is one-sided. Well, you have the phone number if you'd like to comment. 0818 96 96 96. If you'd like to talk to me, I'd be more than happy to take your call. Paul says, tough. Politicians are vermin. If they do their jobs, this wouldn't happen. It's the public that needs security from politicians. They're the enemy and they're dangerous, says Paul. Okay, Paul. Patrick says, you know what I say, PJ, fair play to the protesters. All I can tell you is for far too long, the ordinary working Irish people have been put down by the very people supposed to be representing them. And that's from Patrick. So, Patrick, all I'd ask you is answer what Stephen Teep has just described to me. Answer that, perhaps, I would say. I don't agree with any of the violence that happened yesterday or the stress Stephen Teep was put through but does it not show that something has changed about government in Ireland when these scenes are happening for the first time? It's come to a stage where there are now almost daily protests outside Leinster House and they're being ignored. So if you keep ignoring them, eventually things are going to boil over. I mentioned Joe Cox, the Labour MP in Britain, who was stabbed to death in 2016. The man was subsequently jailed for that. Uh, you never mentioned, says Steve, also the stabbing of David Arness, MP carried out by an illegal immigrant, which was partly what the protest was about yesterday. Steve, I don't care if David Arnes, and thank you for reminding me, another MP murdered in the course of his job. I don't care if he was stabbed by an illegal immigrant or by Bart Simpson, Steve. He was killed in the course of his work by a thug. That's what I care about. Ernie says, it's only yesterday I put in a comment saying something along the lines of there's a palpable anger that you can sense among the public. I don't in any way agree with threats or with violence, but we have an inquiry into innocent children being made sicker by doctors in hospitals. We're having elderly people thrown out of nursing homes. And we've all the prices going up as well. I can understand we've developed a terrible anger in this country. We have, Bernie. There's a lot of anger out there. Um, that is true. Um, it, it, of, of course, eventually, says another message, of course, eventually things are going to boil over. This is anger issues among the public rather than violent intent. And we're kind of balanced on a lot of people supporting the protesters yesterday won't come on the air. The people who are against them do. I would like to talk to someone, and I promise you I'll give you an open forum. I would like to talk to someone who supports what happened yesterday to explain why what happened yesterday is okay. If anybody wants to do that... You know where I am. Oh eight one eight ninety six ninety six ninety six. Graham. 
Good morning, PJ. How I would like to now? say, sir. Look, PJ, you're obviously a nicer person than me because you mightn't call them scum, but I most certainly would. They're violent, anti-democratic scum. Mm. Well, they will see themselves as citizens in a democracy that's gone wrong. But they can be that too. Yeah, they're not not mutually exclusive. In terms of being up in the Dáil, I've been inside the Dáil. I wasn't there yesterday. I've been inside the Dáil talking to TDs about variety of things, youth education related. I've been outside the Dáil giving out about the TDs. I've never been threatening anybody. Mm. The people who were there yesterday, all they were due to there, there to do is threaten, intimidate, and enjoy themselves because they like doing it. They were not protesting. That's not what they were doing. Mm. I mean, similar to the ones that were uh, the protests in the last couple of months that have been inside in Cork. They are violent, aggressive people. They are not there to... They have, everyone has a right to protest. Everyone has a right to protest outside the Dáil. I would defend all of their rights. I think their views are heinous, but they have the right. Mm. But the idea that you can just turn up, assault people, threaten people, to no consequence, is insane. I think the Gardaí should be taking a much harder line with them and anyone else who would do that. Well, I was watching the videos last night with, with Queen Bee, and I showed her on my laptop the, the video of, of Michael Healy Ray and his having to be escorted out of the Dáil. And she said, you know what, she said, they're very lucky that they're able to be there. I said, what do you mean? She said, there's a lot of countries where they just have been shot. No one calling for that, by the way, but there's a lot of country... There's a lot of countries where they'd have been shot. Yeah, well, look, they're obviously not calling for that because... No, unlike, no, 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 but them, that's what she said. <laughs> it yeah. just shows how open our democracy is. We have an open, accessible democracy. But even in other open, accessible democracies, they would not tolerate that. True. I mean, like we were saying, in Cork um, recently, the protests under the library, I watched two men assault someone in a wheelchair. They did it 10, 15 feet from the Gardaí. The Gardaí watched it. They saw it happen. Now, I'm not going to blame the individual Gardaí. I'm sure they were obeying orders. I question whatever those orders were. I watched these two men. There's a video of this. Assault someone in a wheelchair. Oh, that person in a wheelchair had let off an air horn while they were doing a speech. Is that annoying? Sure. Because it is it protected under their right to free speech? Yeah, it is. So they're allowed to do it. Mm. The Gardaí arrested one man because he separated himself from the crowd. He stole, uh, the person in the wheelchair, he stole something of theirs. He fired it across the street. He hit a car and broke. He ran off to try and pick up the pieces to, to hide what he'd done. Because he was away from the crowd, the Gardaí arrested him. The other person who absolutely did that, I'm not going to name him, but I know who please he is. Please don't, please don't. I won't. I, yeah, I wouldn't dream of doing that. But they watched him do this. He went back into the crowd. They left him there. Now, I'm assuming because they just didn't want it to escalate. Mm. I understand from the, from the top down what, what you're told, Graham, and it's coming from the top down, is that many of these people, what they want is to be arrested, to make mm-hmm. martyrs well, of themselves. That, 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 I, I have no doubt about that because I've seen a few, there one or two of them up at Ballybrack who have been arrested and they're relishing in it. It's their you know, claim to fame and notoriety. Oh, look, me, I'm being oppressed by the state. It's like, no, you're a scumbag being arrested. But, I mean, these people, like they were saying, they were talking about they were going to have thousands outside the Leinster House. They had a couple of hundred. Mm. In, in electoral terms, they're not representative of our population. They're not even a rounding error in electoral terms. They've never got anyone elected ever to any office. They're two parties. Was it? Well, we we, we have local elections next May or June, Graham. And a lot of people, people have expressed to me 
uh, I won't say the fear, but they've expressed to me the view that maybe one or two of them will get elected locally next year. In terms of if I'm a TD, I'd be surprised. There's a I know as a local councillor, which is the first step. There's a couple of senators who have who've been very vocal in their support, and now all of a sudden they're trying to distance themselves from them today. I won't name the senators either, but they're not hard to figure out who the, the pair of them are. Yeah, and all of a sudden they're shocked, even though they've been enabling this kind of nonsense for months. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 a, it's a it's a sad development, Graham. Thank you. Um, I would stand up for anybody's right to protest. I've been involved in demonstrations myself. I've been involved in you know um, activism myself on children with disabilities and their right to an education. I fought, and I fought loudly with many people for the right for my own son to have a proper education. But I finished those. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Those conversations, even if they did get heated, I finished them with a shake of the hand. That's how I do my business. Um, Frank, morning. Mo- morning, PJ, how are you? I'm good. What do you think it's of it? A disgusting day. Absolutely disgusting. Are you asked a few questions there now you got a few answers. The one thing nobody knows, what was the protest about? Mm. Right, somebody rang and said, would John O'Dea come on? And he's like, in the queue. He's in the queue. Yeah, like, like him or loathe him, you always know what he's protesting about. Mm-hmm. Because he'll tell you. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't a protest. It was Trumpism, basically. It's January the 6th. Do you think that's what it was like? Absolutely. I mean, you, according you, to the Irish Times and Jack Horgan Jones and the team at the Irish Times was writing about this this morning, and part of what they were protesting against various issues, including immigration, COVID vaccines, transgender rights, sex education in schools, and proposed hate speech laws. Yes, that's that's a good journalist putting it on. Basically, they were they were protesting against protest. I think because. They just haven't clue themselves. I mean, you asked the question, could we see a Joe Cox or a David Amos? Mm-hmm. I think we're weeks away from it. 
Well, look, Frank, that's that's a terrifying thing to say because you, I, like yeah. me, are a long time observer. Oh, and and anorak and anorak, but I think we're weak. And you asked, are these people afraid? You mentioned it there yourself. They're looking for a martyr, and there's enough sheep in their ranks to get a martyr who will do it and say, "Who oh, look how great I am." Yeah. It's coming. Genuinely, um, he, I hope to speak to him in the second hour. As you can imagine, he's a man in demand this morning. Michael Healy Ray. Um, he looks scared. He look. He looks scared. He looks incredibly dignified. I have to say, walking Absol- away. But, ab- but very, absolutely. And, and, and again, love him or hate him. Yeah. He'll give you a great debate face to face. But he again, l- watching the video, my wife said something. She said, "What if there was someone behind him with a knife?" Um, again, PJ, I'll just repeat, it's coming. And I hate, I hate to say it, I mean, these are the same people who tell you that we have an un- unelected government. So they obviously don't understand democracy, politics, or the political system. Mm, this government were religious, I mean, they'll tell you Leo got him by the skin of his teeth. It doesn't matter whether he won by a million votes or got him by one. Yeah, I know, and you know. His, his, constitu- his constituents wanted him in. Yeah, yeah, I know. Frank, you, 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 look, you're, like you said, you're a political anorak or geek like myself. You are very worried that we might be only weeks away from a Joe Cox or a David Arnes. I hope against hope. You know, I'm not a man who prays. What I occasionally do is I talk to my dad, and I occasionally talk to a, a dear friend, um, journalist, great journalist in his day, the late great Frank O'Brien, who was most wonderful political journalist, among other things. And I talk to Frank, and I say, Frank, for God's sake, don't let that happen. Do not let that happen. Do you know? I talk to my dad, who was a, a proud member of the Gardaí and I say, Dad, don't let that happen. Don't bring my country. Don't not bring my country to that point. Billy says, if you look at the health, the cronyism, the gas, the electricity, food prices, RTE, and so on, what's being done? The people, some of them anyway, are driven to this because they keep putting their voice to the government and it's just ignored. There may be some people with evil intent, but it's a lot of just ordinary people driven to the limit. Well, I've spoken to two very ordinary people, Billy, in the last hour. I speak of Stephen Teep and David Hall, both of whom, for different reasons, have campaigned in a dedicated and honest fashion for years. David got into it because of his work. Stephen had no choice but to get into it because of the tragedy that affected his life and his family and his beautiful wife. I've spoken to them both many times, particularly Stephen. Um, More determined people, more determined activists and campaigners. I've rarely spoken to. I spoke to the wonderful, magnificent Vicky feeling more than once. Certainly don't think she'd have anything to do or have anything to do with what happened yesterday outside our parliament. Gav says these people need to be named and called out. Derek Bly is a Cork man. He spoke at it. He has videos on his Facebook, so it's not a secret. They're spreading right-wing conspiracy theories, and if they're allowed to continue, it won't end well. We protested for years up in Mayo with Shell to Sea. We were batting charged by the guards, but afterwards we all spoke to each other with respect because we knew they were doing their job. People yesterday were just disgruntled. 
Their minds are filled with nonsense from all of this right-wing rubbish. Thanks, Gav. Actually, Gav, I'd love to talk to you. I remember the Shell to Sea story. It was an ongoing protest in the west of Ireland that got heated, very heated at times. But, like you said, there was none of this ever. Thanks, Gav. Back to what happened yesterday uh, outside our parliament, our parliament building. Your parliament and mine, remember. And yes, and theirs too. But your parliament and mine uh, and Emers and Fergals and everybody else's. That's our parliament. And their parliament too. But what happened outside went over the line. Many people believe. There are those who don't believe that. I'm looking forward Hopefully, if you're talking to one or two of them, I'm very happy to give you your your spake. That's what a democracy is about. I'll give you your opportunity. Um, Ed, good morning. Good morning, PG. How are you? Very good. Your thoughts, sir? My thoughts, right. Um, first of all, I'm, I'm a long-time activist in various different campaigns for going back now nearly 20 years. And there's a, there's a right and a wrong way to do things. You know, you can you can be active on any number of issues, but you have to do it constructively and peacefully. What happened yesterday, I would be hard-pressed to call that a protest. I'd be hard-pressed to call them the demonstrators. They go beyond the bounds of what I would call far-right at the moment, and I think you could nearly consider it as domestic terrorism. If you're wheeling out a noose with an effigy of Paul Murphy on it and various other TDs' faces on it, that's, that's not a protest. That's intimidation. That's a, that's a direct threat of violence. And as we saw in the videos yesterday with um, uh, Michael Healy Ray, um, you know, if the guards weren't there, that would be a very different scenario. If they managed to get Paul Murphy on the street, whose effigy they, they had hanging from a noose. Was it, Paul, was, it, was it Paul Murphy that was there that was on the effigy? Because I only saw a, a very distant the, image of it. They had, they had stuck Paul Murphy's face on the back in front of the effigy. Okay. Um, so, you know, he was, he was their, their prime target. Everybody else was darned. There were people like Breed Smith, Helen McKenty, uh, Leo Varadkar, a couple of others. Um, so, you know, it, it wasn't really a, a protest with the cause. I mean, as you covered there earlier on, there were various different people there, very confused and angry about a, a load of different conspiratorial issues. But the protest itself was an anti-democracy uh, protest. I mean, I'm using the word protest. I mean, because we're, we're so we're so conditioned to think of people amassing for, for any cause as protesting. Well, we have to be very clear on what happened yesterday. That stepped beyond protesting. That was violence. That was extremis- extremism on show. Um, and I definitely, in my mind, I think it is domestic terrorism that's being, that's being shipped in from abroad. I mean, I, I suffered a, um, uh, a great deal of harassment from far-right causes back in 2018 during when I ran the local elections. And that was sustained over a six-month period and it's very similar to what's going on now where they call people pedophiles or they send them various different threats and stuff like that. And it does it has an impact on your on your mental health and it mm-hmm. affects how you how you appear in public. Because I, I as you know, I'm involved in politics, involved in activism, various different things. And it, it changes how you become active on these things because once you become a target once, you're always on their radar, you know? Yeah. Um, so you can't you can't speak out openly very often, or you have to be very careful. And what they're aiming to do is chase people away who are campaigners in the community, so that they can create a space for themselves. That's why they're going after people in, the, in opposition primarily. They're going after people in Sinn Fein, people in the Four Province, Sock Dens, because they want to 
force them out of communities so that they can get an in into the communities because it's all about inject, injecting toxicity. What struck me yesterday, Ed, is particularly interesting was, and David Hall uh, called me this morning to tell me his experience, uh, and you know, Stephen Teep, and, and, and horrific experience as well, but David Hall said as he left a meeting, they surrounded him thinking he was a TD. They didn't even know who they were protesting at. But that's the thing. They don't know and they, and they don't really care as such because to them, um, whoever's in that building represents um, democracy. And really what their aim is, and, you know, uh, this was covered in, in the press as well where they, where they kind of explored some of the far-right telegram groups and stuff like that. In, when they're in closed groups and they believe that they're not being watched, they will use words like fascism and fascist to describe their own political aims. They don't have faith in democracy, um, and they aim to sh- either force people out of democracy or harass them to get out of the way and drive conversations that would normally be in the centre uh, into the right and driving the normal stipends of the right further right. See, and I'm not someone I'm not someone who's particularly in love with the terms left or right, much less yeah. extreme left and extreme right. But what I, I do know. understand is extremism, and I don't yeah. care where you come from, extremism. Yeah is unacceptable. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I, yes, I would agree with that. I mean, I, I suppose in terms of, of the use of language and stuff like that, um, it, 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 it's, it can be not helpful to attribute these different things, but if you're talking about uh, things that would routinely be considered, let's say, on the right or further right agenda in terms of anti-immigration, uh, anti-LGBTQ, I mean, those are, are, are conversations that belong in a political wheelhouse. Um, and they are they are attributed to predominant people who would be predominantly on one side of the line rather than the other. Fair point. Um, and what these people aim to do is to drive those conversations to further polarity and to create a space for hate politics. Um, and this is what we're seeing unfold here. We've never really seen this in Ireland. We've seen yeah. individuals targeting and stuff like this, but um, a, a, a kick up against democracy in itself, which is what we saw yesterday. I mean, that has to be come down on um, with. Uh, with a, a, an extreme uh, prejudice because our democracy is everything. I mean, Michael Healy Ray, I don't agree with 90% of what he's saying, but I would say that he has the right to peacefully go through the streets and attend his place of work. Yeah. I mean, the, guy, the guy's been, been elected by a uh, democratic society. Ed, he picks up a quota and a half, not far short of two quotas, without even setting foot outside the door. But should, but should that's it. That's it. And I mean, regardless of what we think of the man himself and his politics, he has a right to be there. He's representing the people of Kerry. You can't, you can't, you can't, no matter who you are, even if you describe yourself as a protester, you can't violently um, apprehend somebody on the streets because you disagree with their politics. Mm. Their politics are representative of the people that voted them in. Mm. And it's, it's, it's deeply unfair and anti-democratic to do so. You can have peaceful protests, you can have discourse, you can have conversation, but you cannot engage in violence and stuff that would be, would, would be attributed to hate. Um, it, it's, it's ridiculous. I mean, another thing that we have to remember, right, the same names keep cropping up time and again, PJ, and I'm not going to say them out loud. No, because, because I tell you why, Ed, I don't yeah. even like giving them the oxygen of repetition. Yeah, yeah. But there are figureheads in that group, and they're, 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 they travel around the circus like a traveling circus. They travel around the country like a traveling circus. But what's important to remember, right, is they'll have their national protests in Dublin, they'll bring it down to Cork, but at the maximum of it, they'll only ever get 100 to 150 cultists. And they are cultists because they're deeply entrenched in these politics. Um, and they will travel around the country and they will harass local communities. And it's very acute because it creates an awful lot of tension within the community that they're arriving at. Um, the other side of it is we live in an island of 7 million people. 
And if you have 150 people going around telling us that they're, they're representing the 90% uh, of the population, they're not only deluded, but they're deeply confused individuals. Ed, would you, would you share my fear? And it is a genuine fear, and I'm not just saying this to get lines lighting. I say this as someone who's followed politics since I was a young boy. Yeah. And I enjoy following politics and the machination of politics. Are we, as Frank seems to think, are we, are we close to a Joe Cox or a David Arnes in this country? Well, I'll tell you, okay, right, we, there's stuff that can't be talked about in the press for legal reasons, obviously, right, but there's a video online showing far-right activists where they attacked um, an LGBT individual of the country um, for hanging a pride flag. There's other, there's other aspects of, of it that are, are false, and, you know, I'm involved in activism a long time, and I went to the Cork Rebels for Peace thing a few weeks ago, and I'm, I've heard stories from people at that march, people who have been followed home after the library protest, at the anti-library protest, um, a, a gay, young gay couple that were assaulted after an anti-library protest. You know, this stuff, it's leading to a very dangerous zone. And we can all feel it. It's, it's not a case of somebody's crying wolf. You know, what happened yesterday is an indication of stuff moving toward um, a very dangerous zone. Okay. And unless that's acted on appropriately and proportionately by Angarda Shiakana and those people in government and everybody who's out there in the community, that we're going to be finding ourselves in a very um, precarious and dangerous situation. Okay, okay. Ed, thank you very much. I appreciate your contribution. Jinbar, morning. Uh, good morning to you. Um, I want to stress one thing to those people yesterday. They do not represent me. They look, democracy, we're, we're one of the few countries still left with, with democracy. Look around the world, dictatorship is everywhere, for God's sake. We have, I have the power to go up to uh, uh, voting and vote out the president of my country, my Taoiseach, my TD, my local councillor. I still have that power to do that. To what these people did yesterday, they did that. Bad enough, no, I've been in many protests over the years and because I felt I, did, I need to. But these people, when they attack the opposition, it means they want to take power over whatever, whatever's happening. That's bad enough. I don't agree at all with violence and protests. We, the, in the water protests, that was done without any violence. That was done, that was, and, and the, the government had to back down on it. Mm. These are the things you win. You, 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 win, you win by protesting uh, f- um, peacefully. It, 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 it's history. If you go put a gun into someone's head, that's not, that's not democracy in any shape or form. What would you take about... Um a makeshift gallows, Finbar, and... Absolutely and disgrace. I, the, what the hell was going on in their head? The, I, I don't understand. I don't understand. I've been at, as I said, protest. But look, that's not democracy. It is not. When it, when, it, when, it, when the president or a TD or representative of them calls your house, look, for your vote, you tell them why or why not you're voting for them. And you can do that. Mm. You'd be a man of a certain age, Finbar, I'd say. I'm, I'm in my late 70s. Good man. Well, I remember going to the Dáil. It's, it's a few years ago now. But do you remember the time that they made a move on pensions in the budget? I say. Yeah. Do you remember that? I do, yeah. and, and I went to that protest. And I went up on a bus with a load of pensioners to travel with them. And I spent the day above on the Dáil. I stayed over then to catch the follow-on the following day. That was the most... Well attended protest I was ever at in my entire life. There must have been twenty five or thirty thousand people up there that day. It was jointed. There was a lot of anger. There was a lot of upset. There was a lot of emotion about what was being done. 
there wasn't this or nothing like it. Yeah, and guess what? The following day, the government said, OK, OK, we got it wrong. Because our so-called, that time I remember well, our so-called Labour Party, who claimed to represent the people. I remember that. That's it, and they were they suffer for after, didn't yeah. they? But I'm getting back to yesterday when that, they don't represent me in any shape or form. That is toggery at its worst. All right. Pinbar, thank you. 0818-969696. Your calls, still welcome at that number. We are getting lots of messages from people who supported what happened yesterday. I, I really do, and I, I mean this. I do want to get somebody's voice on the air um, over yesterday because I want, to, I want them to know that this program is also a democracy. Jim says these TDs should expect the same thing when they knock on the doors during the election. The public are sick of Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael in government especially. All you'll hear from them is how they gave 200 for this and 200 for that in the cost of living crisis. But they're not seeing the despair and the anger that's out there. John says if you had your way, PJ, people would be at the gate clapping them in. You think? Tony says they turned Spike Island into a tourist attraction. They should make it like the old days. I'm not talking about the 80s. I'm talking the 1880s. Catch all those fellas outside the door and throw them in. They're taking their cue from the USA and Capitol Hill and Trump. And Mick says, just wondering, will these protesters that were arrested be charged with terrorism? Because that's what they were doing yesterday, terrorizing anybody that saw or heard them on their protest. Tom then says, I'm furious they're getting a 5K grant to protect their house. They always protect their pocket, don't they? The rest of us don't get grants to protect our house. This is news that has broken this morning that TDs are to get 5,000 in funding to beef up their own personal security. Presumably around their offices, Tom. I don't have the exact details of it in front of me. And as soon as I have, I'll bring them to you. But it's a move this morning to beef up individual TDs' security. And this yesterday, it just doesn't just mean government TDs. It means every one, every member of the Doyle, and I'm assuming every member of the, the Senate as well, because if they'll do this at their place of work, then they'll do this at their home. And I don't want anybody attacked at their home. Like I always said, you can say what you want to me here, and people have protested outside the door of 96 FM uh, against something that I've said from time to time, including, actually, the, the legend that is John O'Donovan on, on occasions has picketed the 96 FM for me. Um, and I just told him, John, go away and have a cup of tea and go home. And he goes, all right, so fine. Do you know, but it is what it is. Um, but anyway, we're hearing, yeah, uh, okay, it was mooted. It's unconfirmed. Okay, 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 development on that. It was an idea several months back. It uh, is coming into effect now after yesterday. Okay, uh, now I know. Now I have you. Someone did mention this back in the early part of the year, that TDs should get helped with security, funding to help with their personal security. It was in the press earlier in the year, but we it was never brought into effect. We now understand that it will come into effect after yesterday. Still waiting for confirmation of that. Yeah, I got more details on that now. I have an article from the Irish Times of January 25th, article written by Jennifer Bray. Um, saying politicians could receive up to €5,000 towards the cost of new security systems following a recommendation from the Eroctus. 
decision from the Department of Public Expenditure was imminent. Uh, the Oroctus would make a contribution of between three and 5,000 on CCTV, extra alarms and other security measures. It would only be allocated if recommended by Angada Shihana and it would be a contribution towards cost rather than a full payment. And it followed uh, concerns about the safety of politicians, particularly female TDs. And I do remember Holly Cairns at the time was one of the TDs that spoke out. John, if you'd hold on for me, I'll talk to you in a couple of minutes. I've been trying to get I've been trying to get this gentleman on the phone since this morning, so hold on for me and I'll come back to you, John, if you wouldn't mind. Thank you very much. Uh, Deputy Michael Healy Ray joins me. Good morning. Good morning, PJ, to you and your listeners. Michael, thank you for taking my call. Can I first of all personally, and we don't know each other other than occasionally to meet and to interview Congratulations on maintaining your dignity and composure yesterday, but you did look frightened. Well, look, you know, don't mind about me. There was a young girl of 20 years of age and young student from like, with me on an official intern program. And unfortunately, she was subjected to pushing, shoving. Her mobile phone was stolen. And uh, that was not a proper experience for a girl that's here to learn about Irish politics. So that whole event was so wrong on so many other fronts. I was speaking to a person from the catering staff at the Dáil yesterday evening. They told me they were subjected to all types of name-calling when they were on their way to going to work. That's totally wrong, PJ. And there's no room in a modern society for that type of behaviour. Protests or demonstrations outside the Dáil, it's almost a daily occurrence, but this was the next level. And protests outside the Dáil are very welcome. And I want to say to all of the people, whether they're teachers or nurses or people from disability sectors, the farmers groups, they should always keep coming to the Dáil because we are messengers of the people and our job is to listen and to advocate for people and to listen to people and hear what their concerns are. But uh, this was a different type of event, completely different. And uh, those people, like I say, in my opinion, there's no room for that type of nonsense. And, uh, you know, on a lighter note for your listeners, I wouldn't like to be relying on any of them to go to the bar with me. I, I wouldn't like to be relying on them to do any type of work with me, actually. And... Uh, because their behaviour left so much to be desired. And a very unusual thing then, PJ, there was no sign of any one of them outside the Dáil this morning at half past six. I couldn't see one of them anywhere, and I'm wondering where are they right now. Mm, so there was no follow-on this morning, Michael? No, no, there wasn't. Well, you see, there wouldn't be morning people. <laughs> there was a lot of people there. Did, were you familiar with any of them? Did, had you ever seen any of them before? No, thank Thanks be to God, and I don't want to see them again either. Yeah. Now, you know, th there are views expressed that, in, in, including on this program, that there's a lot of anger in the country, Michael. A lot of people feel left behind. A lot of people feel alienated in their own country and have done especially over the last couple of years. And, and they... They feel that the political system and everybody within it has failed them and failed their families. And that anger is going to result from that. What would you, how would you respond to that? 
absolutely no problem. If anybody has any concerns that they want to raise, they should raise it in a proper way. But again, what message was heard there yesterday? Nothing, only bad language, uh, so much shouting and roaring that you wouldn't actually know what they wanted. And since when do you have to throw missiles at people? There was Gary were hit with things yesterday there, and that's so wrong. And it's not right. And to have pictures of politicians with, with a rope around their neck, that, that, that's, that's not acceptable. That's not normal behavior. And the people in society who I represent mm. and that are worried about the ever-increasing cost of education, the cost of energy, the cost of going and coming to work and running the household, mom's budget on a Friday evening is under continuous strain. And, 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 and she blames the politicians for that, Michael. Yes, but mom isn't above outside the doll throwing bottles at cars. Yeah, well, she, so, you, so you, you, you could argue she hasn't the time. She's trying to mind a couple of children. Yes, but there's an awful difference. These people were there. They're different. They're not representing the people that I'm representing. And uh, there's a complete dif- difference when you say about people struggling and and having issues. Of course they're there. And and I'm there to work for those people and to highlight those issues and to do what I can to that's what was that You see, that's what they were saying yesterday. That's what the people gathered outside Dáil Éireann yesterday were saying, that you or uh, Donoghue O'Leary or anybody else that they targeted yesterday are not working for them. That That's their argument. And, and is that why they abused journalists and why they abused people in the catering staff and shouted bad language at them? So that, that argument makes no sense. They were shouting at everybody all and sundry. They didn't even know who the politicians were. So they abused people who were going about their day's work. Like I said to you, maybe they should try it themselves. Maybe they should go away and get a bit of work for themselves and try and do something productive with their time instead of being vile and abusive and nasty and threatening to people. How is that young lady you were with yesterday that was an intern in your office? Is she okay? How any girl would be after being shoved, pushed, and and shouted at, and had her phone stolen, she'd be the same as anybody else would be. Is she going to make a, a Garda complaint? I, I, I don't know. I know the Garda were looking to speak to her today. That's all I know about that. But I mean, for her parents and her family over in America to hear that that was her experience on the first day, that's not, that's not right. Mm. You said this isn't about you, but I do want to ask you about you, Michael. Um, were you frightened yesterday because you looked it? I don't give in to bullies or people like that. I'm around a while now, and I'm afraid they left to start getting up a bit earlier in the morning if there's going to be any effect on me, good, bad, or indifferent. Michael, thank you for taking our call. I know you're a busy man this morning. Deputy Michael Healy Ray, um, Kerry TD. Thank you, Michael. Uh, John? Yes. Uh, I saw ah, the it's fo- that, John. How are you? Yeah, I'm not too bad. I saw the footage there of Michael Healy Ray, and I think he's playing it on a bit, PJ, because he looked to me a man that was extremely frightened. In fact, he told Gardy 
on their own with a crowd behind them and in front of them. The Gardaí looked even frightened and mine might be Healy Ray. Mm. So I think I think he's playing it down a bit maybe for mm-hmm. reasons I suppose going forward. John, you're a man we know we know each other well. You're a man yeah. I if I've interviewed you at one protest over the years, I've interviewed you at a dozen or more or hundreds maybe, closer to a hundred, and you've been on this show a hundred times about different campaigns. Yeah. What about what happened yesterday? Would you have been part of that? Well, I totally condemn any violence whatsoever. Totally. Because when we were on the water protest, there was gorgeous turned up one day and they started spitting at the, the workers and throwing the bollards up on top of them and they were quickly dispatched. And we won that campaign. There was no violence in that campaign. We wouldn't tolerate it. I wouldn't tolerate any violence yesterday. If I was up there, if I saw someone, I would reprimand myself. But saying that, I can understand the frustration that is out there in this country at the moment. Well, there was a man there crying his eyes out the other night on the front line with Katie Hannon because his child has scoliosis. And he's suffering in pain. Imagine being that dead you now and looking at your son every day. And this country is not looking after your child. The child adolescent mental health service is in crisis. The mental health itself is in crisis. The hospitals are in crisis. The housing. And this is another thing which annoys me, PJ. The Irish people, I believe, are not racist. But what has happened here is that people are looking and they're bending over backwards, taking too many people in here, taking people without any documentation. They're giving them modular homes, they're giving them this and whatever. And the Irish people have been made with bloody well racist because they're saying, how come we couldn't be looked after for years? And all of a sudden, all this stuff is rolled out. What about us? And there is nothing wrong with asking that question. No, there is nothing wrong with asking that question. And many people have asked that question, including myself, John. I I voiced it here one morning after seeing a very unfortunate situation down on Patrick Street. But again, yesterday, does that ask or answer any of those questions? Well, I'll tell you something, you know, you said there this morning, and I hope it never happens, but you're Cox and David Amos, right? Mm. That we have something like that here. I hope the Christ we don't like. But i tell you something, what, what, what could happen, we could have Ireland's version of Capitol Hill. I could see that happening. Yeah. Where there won't be enough guards there to control the situation, and people will get into the building, and God knows what will kick off. But that's up to the... And the problem is, no, Dr. Colero, no, no, this morning, McNugent, they passed some comment about me there, and I rang, and they left messages at Mick's phone, so Mick, you can come on this line anytime now, and we'll have it out. What, what he's about this morning, linking me to yesterday, I don't know. But the problem is, at the moment, you see, with the opposition, the so-called opposition, PJ, I've got it from people that support Sinn Féin for years themselves. Mm. They're saying there is no opposition We're, we're, we're hoping to speak to Mick. At the moment, we can't get him on his phone, but... Yeah, but that's the problem, PJ. People are saying there's no opposition. They're going along with hate speech. They're going along with everything that's coming along. And they're, they're not questioning the amount of people coming into the country or anything. And there is no opposition in the door. That's why the left now are also being attacked. Mm. Okay. John, thank you. Good point. Uh, to be fair, to be fair to John, uh, we know each other a very long time, John O'Donovan, and he would have stepped back from any kind of violence yesterday and certainly the throwing of bottles of Piss, let's call it what it was, at people. I don't think John would have stood over that for a second. Thanks, John. Selena, would you take a different view? Good morning. Morning, Jay. Um, first of all, look, violence isn't right. We, we, we all know that. But basically, for, and, and very important part, like Michael Hingley Ray, a multi-millionaire, 
with around 20 properties. Mm-hmm. Earning huge money. And he's, it's very easy for him to come on the radio when he does not face, you know, a housing crisis. He's making money, so much money himself. It's very easy to be calm and confident and upset when people, Pam, Tussler, housing, I mean, people are desperate. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's yesterday, right? No. But guess what? There's people with nowhere to sleep. People with sick children that can't get into camps. You know, Tuzla are a mess at the moment. Yeah. So that's all I have to say. No violence isn't right. But guess what? People are over the edge, PJ. The threatening of people, like, for example, you heard, um, you, you may have heard David Hall yesterday, uh, campaigner on housing. They didn't even know whether he was a TD or a senator. They just rounded on him because he'd been in the doyle. PJ, I agree, but you have to remember, people have been staying calm for too long. The French, they get up and they say enough is enough. Irish people, or whatever nationality was there yesterday, I'm not just talking about Irish, all nationalities, Ireland is a crisis. We have a government that are looking good, all coming across, we're making, they're not making change, we need a new government. People have had enough of our existing government. It hasn't worked. And they don't want to wait for another election for six months to a year. The government, we need a new government next week. But that's the way we get them, is with elections, Selena. You know, that's the thing. Yes, but guess what? Four years. Well, there's a local election in May, and we'll have a general election sometime between June and next March. I know, but TJ, that's another seven months for people that are sleeping on the... Or, or if this doll was to collapse, if this government was to collapse, you could have one in three or four weeks. Exactly. And I mean, people are there yesterday because they've had enough of our existing government. No, it shouldn't be violence. But a lot of people are over the age at the moment. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Selena, I appreciate your call and thank you very much. For making, I know you're busy and on speaker, so thank you. Mick Nugent has been in touch to say he is having a meeting with residents at Ventrasna. We spoke to them uh, last week about their issues, and hopefully we'll talk to Mick uh, another day. He, he may wish to debate one-on-one with John O'Donovan. He may not. We'll see where that goes. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.